All right, so yeah, taking a look at what's going on with gas prices, it looks like we are seeing some stations that have decided to move. Costco in Northwest Calgary, 146.9. Uh, another text saying 146 at Costco in YYC. Uh, this listener, though, says not much luck in finding lower gas prices in Airdrie, at least not yet. We are getting reports of, you know, under a buck fifty though, in a, in a lot of locations across the province. Pretty good. I think yesterday uh, on my driving to work, it was about 165.9 for the most part. And it looks like they've come down quite a bit from there. Um, 13 cents a litre gas tax comes off in Alberta. Two and a half cents, 2.2 cents a litre carbon tax goes on. Um, And, you know, there's all kinds of things happening all over the place to try and deal with it, Uh, including in the United States where Joe Biden yesterday announced plans to release a million barrels of oil a day from strategic reserves to try and, you know, bring down the price of oil and get a little relief for uh, people in the United States. Did it work? It, it did it when, when there was rumors of it yesterday. It came down. It's now at about 100 bucks a barrel, WTI. Um, and it was, I think, about 115 before these rumors started floating around. So it's had, it's had an impact. How long will it last? I don't know. Let's get some insight here. We're going to chat now with Dave Yeager, who is an energy policy analyst, an oil and gas writer, and author of From Miracle to Menace, Alberta, A Carbon Story. Dave, thanks for joining us again. Always nice to chat. I got to do it again. What am I doing with the button here? Sorry, sorry, Dave. Now you're on the air. I'll, I'll say the same thing. Good morning. <laughs> um, so we're seeing all kinds of different levers being pulled to try and bring down the price of oil and or the price of gasoline. Let's start with Joe Biden's announcement that a million barrels of oil for, well, half a year, six months, I guess, uh, per day, uh, a million barrels. Do you think that will have the impact? It, it did have the immediate impact he was looking for, I think. Well, there's no, there's no, I think like, maybe just a, just two seconds on what it is. I okay. mean, hopefully everybody understands. But in the 1970s, when the, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was, this was embargoes of sales to the United States, not imports to the United States, but sales. So during the late 70s, during the OPEC price shock, when they decided to not sell oil to the United States, they created this Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And at one point, up to it held up to 700 million barrels. It's got about 570 million right now, which is about six days supply or five or six days supply for the world. But the idea was it was to deal with oil shortages, not oil prices, but physical shortages, like right. uh, like embargoes. So there's, it just just for the fact, for the record, there's 17 tankers of Russian crude on their way to the United States. So they didn't stop anything on the way. They just said they're not going to do it in the future. So that's what they did. So they're doing this now for price management, not not right. Serious oil shortages. So, like, so the fact is, it works. Of course, it works. I mean, you just look at the price, right? I mean, it's a million barrels a day, uh, which is material. It's uh, actually it's really only one percent of oil, world production, and you could clean out the whole. But if it was the only source of oil in the world, it would all be gone in six days. But it has. It's supposed to be joined from strategic reserves from other countries, and so there's uh, there's uh, there's no question. The, watch the price. The market has said, well, there's more oil than than there was a week ago, so the price has gone down for the moment. Uh, this is not going to be a long term solution. Right. Uh, but in the short term, they got what they wanted, and the the, the, the point is, I think what, I think it's really important to look at the word strategic. 
as we go through this conversation. And right now, strategic is winning the next election. <laughs> this has got a, it's got a vacillating meaning, you know. Yep, no question. Strategic. So it's strategic to the Democrats that they remain popular, and that's not the purpose of the reserve initially. Well, you make a really good point there, Dave, because, you know, there's a few things that sort of rise above the noise in an election campaign cycle, and it doesn't matter where you are, if you're in Alberta or if you're in Washington, D.C., or you're in Ottawa, and gas prices, energy prices is one of those, because that hits everybody, and that can put intense pressure on politicians. They have to act when prices get like this. You'd think if they could. I mean, there's the short-term solutions versus the long-term solution. And I think let's compare the actions of Joe Biden versus Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Joe Biden reduced the price of fuel for the entire world. I mean, everybody gets this price. Justin Trudeau today raised the price of fuel for Canadians. Justin, Jason Kenney <laughs> reduced the price of gasoline for Albertans. And so it's really something. I guess what I'm thinking of this interview, I think you have to remember all these people were in, in uh, at the climate conference, conference in Glasgow just last November. Yeah promising never, ever right. again to for fossil fuel subsidies, right? Well, you know, the idea that this government oil supply is going to go into the market to keep the price down, I don't know what, uh, there's been a great abuse of the definition of subsidy. This one's pretty clear to me. We're going to use uh, your money to, because they have to buy this back, right? So sure. we're going to use the money that we spent on this reserve for your good to reduce the price of gasoline today. And so we've gone from, uh, you know, anyway, that's now, it's, it's a, it's a head scratcher, you know, the whole world. <laughs> the only people in the world that raised the price of fuel this week is, is Canada through the carbon tax. Everybody else is coming up with different ways of, of reducing the price of fuel wherever they can. And uh, Justin Trudeau's government is the Lone Ranger. Yeah, it is, and despite all the cries to to not do it, to, to at least delay it. Uh, but as you say, the carbon tax has gone up overnight. Um, back to what's going on in the United States. Like you say, I mean, it's a short-term, and, and it did have the immediate impact, but you're talking about, you know, the amount of oil that they're releasing every day. It's on the margins, Dave. So it, I, I, to me, it seems like this whole market is really sort of elastic, and it'll absorb that pretty quickly, and it will sort of be part of it, but it really won't be an impactful part of it. Like, how long do you think this relief will last because of the Biden plan? Well, the, the, it really depends on what happens on the other side of the world. There is uh, there's something, I was just watching some fascinating stuff on this, because of course it's unfolding in real time. Yeah. The internet, just a couple of weeks ago, the International Energy Agency believed that due to all, all kinds of issues in Europe, remember Russia is the second largest oil producer in the world. There were something like 10 million barrels a day, some internal, some external. There's a real number. So there's going to be a shortfall in oil from Russia of something in the range that the International Energy Agency just two weeks ago was urging the United Arab Emirates and the OPEC countries and so on to increase production because there was a possible 3 million barrel a day shortfall coming. So that's sort of the buck the $115 oil that we saw a couple of weeks ago. And now, so the Biden's got, well, here's a million of that gone. And so for the moment, until we hear otherwise... Uh, there would appear that that we'll have to see you know, this. This will last for a while, but the volatility of oil prices is just is just staggering these days. I mean, there's ten ten percent swings in a single day based on the headlines, and so volatility will continue. I think in the long term, what is the the price of oil is going up? I mean, the, the fundamental problem has not changed. We had a problem with oil supplies before the Russia Ukraine war. 
well, I think what's really interesting with Biden's announcement yesterday was he campaigned on not leasing any more federal lands for oil and gas exploration. And yesterday he announced a use it or lose it plan that if you don't get drilling on those federal permits, we're going to start charging, taxing you. We're going to raise the the, the, the rents on them, if you will, on on holding these permits. So the so the Biden administration has been all over the map. They're they're actually saying at one point, if it just it seems like just the other day, he campaigned on this very strong pro renewable anti oil program and what he wasn't going to do to big oil. And now he's saying, well, come on, you guys, get with the program. We've yeah. got all these federal permits. Are you going to use them? And they're actually counting on the same oil industry they pers- they've been persecuting since since the campaign in 2020 to add the million barrels a day in production later this year to, to offset the, the, the releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So it's it's pretty amazing trying to put uh, – if you – if you were to conclude that they don't really know what they're doing, that would be about the right thing to do. I think they're making this up by the day. I think you're right. Uh, and take a look at what's going on in our country, Dave. You, you talk about, you know, the promise we will never subsidize big oil again. Well, that's one thing that seems to be, well, is reversed when you talk about, the, you know, the different cost-cutting measures that they brought in. But what about the fact that Canada, you know, you're talking about the shortfall of international oil due to Russia. Canada stepping up, waving their hand and saying, we can help fill that gap, we're going to increase oil and gas production in Canada. That from the Natural Resources Minister uh, last week, which, again, another complete departure. Well, they uh, again, there you go. This is the same industry. And then they, what they did is they were in Europe at the NATO, EU, yeah. IEA meetings, and everybody wanted to hear that we need more oil from wherever we can get it. This goes back to this meeting with IEA. There was a call on OPEC to raise production. Whoever can should. Um, Biden sent his emissaries to Iran, to Venezuela, to Saudi Arabia. And Canada steps up. Oh, we've got 300,000 barrels a day, of which, by the way, half that was oil sands. And then a week later, they come back and say, oh, by the way, Way, we're going to, you're going to have to reduce emissions from this resource. And so they say, on the one hand, it's, it's almost like, uh, what does the audience want to hear? Where am I? Oh, I'm in Europe. What do they want to hear here? They want to hear that there's, we got some more oil. Yeah, we got that. And then they come home and they look at the last election promise and say, well, wait a second. We said we're going to cut emissions. The only major oil producer in the world that's going ahead with the, with the pre- um, oil price spike climate plan is is Canada that, that they're they're uh, we and they're the idea that we could increase production while simultaneously reducing emissions um, it is very very difficult to understand what what they're doing other than uh, they're basically telling whatever crowd they're in front of what they want to hear so they're back in Canada with their cadre of uh, anti anti oil supporters big green supporters and we're going to we're going to meet our 2030 plan uh, Paris climate t- uh, targets i believe they're probably the only uh, sovereign government in the world that's mentioned that in the last 6 months Fascinating times, hey Dave, and, and we'll see how it all plays out. But uh... it is, uh, you know, you're, you know, I hate to go to bed at night because you know, have to. <laughs> well, Asia is open, right? To our markets, and if you're an oil nerd like I am, it is. Uh, as I've said on your show before, you know, the world's turning so quickly. It's surprised the days aren't twelve hours long, but uh, <laughs> wild, eh? It is. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, and we appreciate you uh, coming and shedding a little light for us, Dave. Thanks so much. No, oh, thanks for the call. Have a great day. You too. That Bye. is Dave Yeager. 911. 
Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.